Well, good evening. This is the Dr. Seuss podcast. I had to adjust myself because I'm outside in nature. So last night I briefly talked about it. The late, the great Chris Cornell. Soundgarden, audio slave, temple of, uh, you know, solo stuff. But at the heart of all of that is this magnificent voice that he would just basically try to go as high as he could go until that scream would turn into a note. So about three years ago, damn, this is before I was doing the podcast. I wake up for work relatively early and there it was. Chris Cornell dead 1964 to 2017 I was heartbroken I truly was he was the soundtrack of my life from the time I was 13 and still you know and the sad thing is when we lose these greats people start to listen to them again and you know maybe that's a good thing but here's the thing I never stopped listening to him. I always had those songs playing. Always had them playing. It was just a magnificent thing to be able to listen to Soundgarden, to relax. You know, even even Audio Slave. You know, but I was I was truly heartbroken. You know, he truly had the voice of rock. Even Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin acknowledged and said he had one of the greatest voices of his generation. (sighs) That takes a lot right there. Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin, Chris Cornell, Soundgarden, Audio Slave. And he didn't just have one band. He had several. And... You know, it's sad. And you have to feel for his family. You have to feel for his friends, for his bandmates. Him and Tom Morello were tight. Tom Morello, probably one of the greatest guitarists of his generation. Him and Adam Jones of Tool went to high school together. That's when you know there's something, there's something in the water in Illinois. Something good in the water. Chris Cornell, Seattle's son. I mean, he, you know, you look at Cobain, Lane Stanley, um, all of these who died so young. And then you look at Chris Cornell, who's in his 50s. You know, two years before that, Scott Weiland of Stone Temple Pilots dies. Um, So now, you know, you just have... Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam. Great voice. You know, not one of my favorites. I know, don't don't harp on me for that. You know, there's there was something about Chris Cornell. Everyone wanted to try to attempt Eddie Vedder. And that's nothing nothing against Eddie Vedder. But Chris Cornell, nobody wanted to attempt that. 
nobody. You know, those songs, those the songs were so powerful. They were in your gut. They were in your blood. I remember the first time I was at my cousin's. It was the summer of 94. Not the summer of love, which they tried to replicate at Woodstock 94. But the summer of 94. I'll never forget the first time seeing Black Hole Sun. Late night on MTV, my cousins and I were just hanging out. There it was. Barbie getting fricasseed. You know? Barbie is on fire. And here's these guys, while it's cloudy, just like it is today, singing about Black Hole Sun. Won't you come? It was a great moment. And from there, I was a fan. You know, I always love their stuff. And then Soundgarden breaks up. Chris hooks up with the remaining members of Rage Against the Machine. Zach De La Roca and them parted ways. So, it was Soundgarden comes together with Rage Against the Machine. Isn't that interesting? And it was. And I remember hearing the early demos. Because I knew someone who would always download early demos. And then the album came out in 2002. And it was wild. It, I, I remember friends debating it. Oh, Chris Cornell's so pretty. He can't sing like that. And then they shut their mouths when he could sing like that. So, you know... Chris Cornell, wherever you are, probably in the super unknown. Probably one of my favorites right there. You are in the super unknown. You're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet. And that's very upsetting. And I have a feeling you'll get in there. I mean, you got to look at this. Think of, of everything that Soundgarden did. If there was a way to induct... Soundgarden and Audio Slave at the same time, wouldn't that be a ball? So let's let's see what the dinosaurs at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame have to say about that. Hmm? <sighs> it's Monday. I'm on foot. You know this is the, the this is the Doctor Zeus podcast. I want to give a shout out to Strombo. Here's why. I'm not a college student, but man, I so regret not joining your Zoom session. Because as a podcaster, I want to learn some more tricks of the trade. I want this to be my career. So, I'm giving the shout out right there. My, here, here's the thing. Here's, here's how I know about Strombo. My friend and I in high school used to watch well actually no we were already in college but we'd known each other since high school we used to watch much music so like they would play tool i was for the longest time mispronouncing parabola and strombo corrected me i mean such a great interviewer such a focused 
you know, I, and I try to be focused. And I think sometimes on this show, you know, I let the little crazy get out and I ask them the crazy questions rather than the focused and balanced questions. <sighs> yeah. During these COVID times, and I don't even like to talk about that, but you know, it's even the kids know about it. My niece and nephews know about it. They know about it. And it's sad because they're going to remember it. You know, they're going to be like, now we have to work extra hard because we were all doing it on our computers at home. Recess was going outside, shooting a couple of hoops, not playing with your friends, not having that social interaction that you have to have at that age. It sucks. So, yeah. You know, what movie was that from Cinderella where she said a dream is a dream? Yeah, that's my dream is to have this show be my career. To just continue on. You know, I get I make a little bit of money on the Dr. Zeus podcast. If you listen to the ad at the beginning, that's how I make a little bit of money. But it's it's gas money. You know, I'm uh, I'm aware of that. If I need to dip in and you know, which is highly unlikely during these days. You know. I don't know. Yes, I do know. Here's the thing. I would like to be able to have a a good audience, a huge audience. Maybe be able to pay for a car with it. I know you're probably laughing your ass off like, well, those are some big dreams. Or as Margaret Show would so famously say, limited dreams. Maybe one day I could be an extra on MASH. That's the kind of stuff that she would say. It was hilarious. You know. Here's the thing. I always get, oh, you're overqualified. You're not qualified enough. But with this, here's the thing. With podcasting, I've learned the power of my voice. Because I know people are listening. That's why sometimes I got to limit the cursing. Um, With that... I'm going to have a friend on in a couple of weeks from college. Very, very intelligent. Um, I'm going to let him come on here and vent. We are not going to discuss politics. I just want you to come on and vent. As a, from a parent standpoint, you know, because these, these are some uncertain times. We're also going to talk about science. And how cool science is. How science may be the root to undoing all of this. Not all of it, you know. I mean, you still gotta be um, aware. Socially distancing. I, the first time I heard that term, I thought Gwyneth Paltrow came up with it. You know, remember when she broke up with poor Chris Martin of Coldplay? But I guess it was for the best. Um, She made that candle. Um, Nasty scent. But anyway, I'm not here to talk about that. And she said how they were consciously uncoupling 
okay. So I hear this social distancing, and I'm like, huh? All right. It's 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 pretty. It's a pretty lonely thing out there to do that. It really is. So right now, from a visual standpoint, I'm watching the glittering sun go down in between the clouds, looking at bamboo leaves, trees that my father brought all the way from Vietnam 50 years ago. He's a war veteran. I will not have him on this show because he, he doesn't want that. Does not want to discuss it. And so always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>